All right, and welcome to In Rhythm. I am your host, Colton G, and today we are joined by an artist who, with her commanding lyrics and radiant vocals, Canadian singer-songwriter Rachel Hickey delivers her spellbinding take on folk rock with stunning creativity and captivating ease. Ooh, of course she does that with her new track, Hi, which we are here to talk about today with my guest, Rachel Hickey. How's it going, Rachel? Doing excellent. Thanks so much. Hey, hey, glad to hear it. Glad to have you here on the show. And of course, like I just mentioned, we're here to talk about a new single. It's entitled Hi. And of course, I'd like to kick it off with where did the track kick off? Where exactly did Hi begin to uh, take shape? Indeed. Um, so unlike my grandmother thinks, it's not about getting high. <laughs> um, she definitely called me, questioned me about that one. I'm like, no, no, no. It's a lot more existential than that. Uh, <laughs> so high kind of started um, three years ago, which surprised me. I was going back through my old voice memos and when I was trying to post some like behind the scenes content as it was coming out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this started in 2020. Um, so yeah, I don't really remember that. I remember picking it up again, like maybe a year later, I was, uh, living, uh, with a roommate in Kitchener, Waterloo, I was working there and, um, I was feeling a little bit of writer's block, I guess, as a songwriter, not that I was even working towards anything then like an album or I had no vision of it yet. Um, maybe in the back of my mind, but I was like, I want to try writing a song that has a lot of imagery, metaphors, similes, that kind of thing. And let's just see what happens. So I sat down with my guitar, played those two repeating chords over and over and just started like word vomiting out. And that's the weird part about this song is like, people are like, oh my God, the lyrics, they're like so deep. And I'm like, I honestly like, they're like, I wish I wrote that. I'm like, did I even write that? Like, it just came out from the subconscious and like, it kind of just happened and not all the words were the same as they kind of spilled out. Some of them were pretty bad, but uh, at, over time they kind of got edited and massaged to what they are today. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how it began. And then over the years kind of just kind of like exploring it and putting meaning towards it. Cause I really had no idea what the song really meant to me until pretty recently when I was recording it. So. Okay. Okay. So what exactly was that meaning then that, what did it take on? What shape did it form? For sure. Um, so like writing it, I thought it was about having high expectations for myself. So that's why I called it high. Um, just kind of going through the pandemic and I had just graduated and um, kind of in like that early 20s, like kind of like, who am I and what do I want to become kind of mindset. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And then I started going to therapy. I started thinking a lot deeper about like, and more like internally about who I am and all this stuff. And it really kind of started to come out of the woodworks. I'm like, oh my God, this song is about, you know, me kind of being a people pleaser growing up my whole life, kind of, you know, massaging myself to who ever I'm around, like what kind of version do they want and what will make them the most happy and all this stuff. And it's a pretty relatable topic these days. I said, maybe it's just my algorithm that's showing me a lot of this stuff, but 
Um, so yeah, it's really about that question, like, who am I? Do I know who I am? Do I like who I am? Am I showing people the real me? Will they like the real me? All these kind of questions um, and a real duality to it. Like I can be this really confident line and I can also be this really self-doubting line and I can be those at the same time. And it's just this confusing kind of like clash the whole whole way through. So, yeah. Well, we can definitely be our uh, toughest judge ourselves. And then when you add in all of that outside influence and especially like it might not even be what the actual outside influence it is. It can be like what we perceive the outside influence to be. And it's like you'll worry about 99 different situations and then you get hit with number 100 and you're like, son of a, how did I not think of that? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Uh, fantastic. And I like, I love how you mentioned just sort of like that overcoming, um, those expectations and probably my favorite lyric from the track is like, I am perfection, never quite free, always, uh, searching for something that's never quite me. Right. Mm -hmm. Is it's trying to like, you know, trying to put a square inside of a circle. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like would love if life could just be like, putting these little boxes with bows on them like that would just make it so much easier but that's not the way life is and I think I was learning that and it's a good reminder whenever I sing that too is like you can yeah you're you're not going to be perfect and that is life and that is okay (laughs) in fact it's probably better so yeah way better than spending your time chasing after perfection because Mm. what is perfect Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, Awesome. And we talked about how the song sort of evolved for you during recording. How was the recording process like? Who did you record the track with? Mm -hmm. So I recorded the track with Brandon Federo. He's my producer for my last EP. So um, yeah, the first EP, it was like low budget and like just kind of like getting my you know, cutting my teeth and getting the experience. I'm still super happy with with it. And it's just like, you know, a record of who I am at that point. And I love to see the evolution. Um, so the the second EP I did in Kitchener with Brandon Federo, um, just us two in the studio. Um, I'd come in, do my guitar and vocals. We'd talk about arrangement. And then Brandon plays like all the instruments basically and does the production and the mixing. He's like, kind of a one-stop shop. And I think it was really beneficial for me um, doing it kind of that way as I was kind of like the first thing I recorded, there was a lot of outside influences. I wasn't really quite sure what I really wanted. Um, And then this really gave me the opportunity to just like really narrow in and be like, what do I want? Uh, And like kind of take control of the sound a little bit more. Um, and then also just be able to communicate with someone who's like a total pro and like, I can be like, I want it to sound like I'm running up a hill and I'm trying to catch my breath. And he's like, got it. <laughs> like can just do it. And like, I like give him an emotion and he's like, oh yeah, I'll throw some strings in here, you know? So like, it just worked really well as a, as a duo. Um, and then yeah, even some things just surprised me. I'm like, whoa, you threw like a synth in there. I'm like, I never would have thought about that. So it's really great collaborating. And uh, yeah, uh, so that's kind of what the studio recording experience was like. And um, I had actually started planning this kind of like full record back in when I recorded the first EP, but just due to funds and timing and stuff, it was like, okay, let's just 
throw out an EP right now and focus on the full length later. Um, so we've had we've been kind of sitting on this group of songs for a while, and uh, I was playing the song live a little bit, and people were like, "Yo, like that's cool!" Like, and so that kind of like was like, "All right, we'll do this one first. Let's let's do this one first. So, yeah, it's cool to see it come to life after so long. Of course, it's like uh, songs are sort of like little children, and it's like it's Indeed. cool to like craft them and like give birth to them. But then it's like when you put them out into the world and you see what they grow into and like how other people interact with it. That's like com- something completely different. Yeah, yeah, that's honestly one of my favorite parts about yeah creating. Like I love making music. I love the process of it, but like giving it to people—that's the whole point, right? So it's cool to cool to see people's reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned that you were, uh, had an idea for an album. Is there an album potentially on the way? Is this our first taste of something bigger? This indeed is our first taste of something bigger. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a it's it's an evolution from my earlier stuff, which is more of a softer indie folk vibe. And this is really leaning into that driving rhythm kind of folk rock area which i'm super excited for um yeah the early releases i like was genuinely a sad girl like i was a slow sad indie girl and now i'm ready to kind of break out of that and and rock a little bit because i have a lot of energy and a lot of positive energy to share so there's all these like really deep things that i'm sharing in my songs and kind of like dark stuff but like at the end of the day i just want to like let's go (laughs) uh so i'm very excited to kind of There'll be there'll be all of those levels of emotion in 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 the project, but yeah, I uh, have been sitting on these songs for a while, and it's finally time to bring them to life. Um, so this is the first one, and yeah, I think it it gives a good kind of like first taste of it of that faster kind of folk rock vibe, um, kind of this mystical like existential questioning kind of themes. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Well, I think it's a good choice to uh, go with it then because uh, I like how it um starts out sort of with that slow mm-hmm. vibe and then like once you get like a minute into the song, you start to get that drum coming in yeah. and then it builds up and then you get we like more instruments build. it builds and boom, it explodes into something else, right? Indeed, yeah. Yeah, all right, all right. And of course, you also happen to put together a music video for High. So uh, take us behind the shoot for the video. What was that like for you? Oh, it was super fun. Um, I wasn't actually planning on doing a music video at all, which (laughs) is interesting. Um, So I did a photo shoot for the album, like kind of a vibe, like this kind of like darker kind of witchier fantasy kind of vibe photo shoot. I set up my, my mom's house in Stratford. Um, I like (laughs) set up like the guest bedroom and like put like lights and like, we literally hung a, like a mosquito net from the root, like the ceiling and like made it look like a old canopy, like really DIY. Um, and I brought along my friend who also plays in my band, um, Isaac. And I was like, do you want to just come and take videos? Uh, super into that kind of stuff. I'm like, I can use it for Spotify canvases and promo and that kind of thing. So we did a couple hours of the shoot. We just kind of like, we're shooting ideas off of each other. Like, Oh, Rachel, why don't you like spin around in your dress? Or like, why don't you like scream crazy? Like, 
into your like into the bed just like scream like a crazy person I'm like yeah let's do it so I get the footage back I'm like we have a lot to work off of here I think I can I think I can throw this into a music video so I spent some time just editing on my own and put it together and it became the music video which I'm super happy with it's just like a not a narrative piece but like a vibe piece um and it really sets the tone for yeah the, the kind of imagery that's going to flow through the record as a whole. That's crazy how it's just like, I just need a 15 second video. Come take it yeah. while we're doing a photo shoot. And then like, just like, oh, hey, we've got we've got a music video for the single. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah. I, let's make something from nothing. I, I do that a lot it, as an independent, like emerging artist. You got to like be very resourceful. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how that came about. Well, I mean, as an independent indie artist, I mean, there's so much that you have to learn on your own and just by doing trial and error too, right? Yes, yes. So uh, when you're facing this monster is known as the algorithm, it's sometimes it's your... <laughs> <laughs> For those listening on the podcast, I just like crossed my eyes and like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, is it is it can pull you in so many different directions yeah. and you're trying to like you don't want want to have it be a master to you once again like expectations but at the same time you still want your music to reach people so like you're like trying to walk this fine line yeah it's like a mystery type rope <laughs> you're like how do, I, <laughs> how do i figure this out will the next step like send me plummeting or like off to the races who knows yeah only one way to find out exactly keep walking <laughs> keep walking keep on playing and of course you've been playing uh quite a few shows now that things have uh, opened back up you've been uh going pretty steady with that you mentioned uh a bandmate there helped you out with the music video so of course when it comes to live music sometimes there's uh little things that uh you know, we go through maybe there's little like pregame rituals or otherwise. So do you have uh, a before show ritual or do you have like something like you have to do the day of a show? Um, Yeah, I mean, there's the little like vocal health things that I'll do, like uh, like warm ups and like um, like the day before or like whatever, I'll make sure I'm drinking a lot of water. Sometimes we'll do like a vocal steam, just like get just like check those boxes so i'm not feeling nervous about like is my voice gonna crack or something like that and coconut water i love coconut water before a show it just is like i know it's very hydrating but like the texture of it textured is that what you call a coconut water it's like i don't know it's like thicker yeah <laughs> and it feels like it coats the throat i don't know that's one that i typically always do um and then Besides that, like we always like chat before we go on if it's like with the band. And then one thing that I have started to do um, pretty much before every show is I just like stare at the stage and I'm like, oh, I love it up there. I'm just talking to myself, right? I'm like, I love it up there. I am so comfortable up there. People are going to love it. I just like gas myself up because yeah, early on when I was starting, I was like I'd be on stage and like my little gremlin thoughts would be running wild, um, just like anxiety. And it'd be like, just like crazy thoughts. Like they don't even want to listen to you. Like blah, blah, blah. Just like crazy, just, you know, anxiety. It, it's a thing. So, so I was like starting to do that before the show, just some visual visualization to get ahead of those kind of negative thoughts, because I'm like, these people paid to see you. <laughs> 
you're fine do your show enjoy it and like don't black out like just like be present and that's kind of that's kind of the goal I want to connect with people and be present in that 20 to 45 minutes or whatever the set is so yeah that's definitely I think one of my most important rituals is that like hype pep talk to yourself get yourself in the mood and realize like you know what it's like you said everybody already paid money and it's manifest Yes. Manifest that good show. Manifest that good show. Indeed. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're going to throw a couple of random questions at you now. All right. All right. So favorite thing about spring? Oh, my gosh. The oh, There's so much. I think spring is my favorite season. Like anytime I walk outside, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's buds on the trees. Or like the sun is feeling warm on my face. I've never been depressed ever. Like this is amazing. <laughs> Like, you know, that classic, uh, I don't know, I think, okay, Mm, I think I want to say my favorite part about spring is just like seeing the changes, like walking outside and seeing like, oh, there's buds on the trees today. And then like a week later, like, oh, there's tiny little leaves. And like, yeah, it's the little things (laughs) apparently. But yeah, I think that's my favorite part about spring. It feels like growth, right? Yeah. Change, turning over a new leaf, all those good things. What was the last concert you attended? Oh my gosh, good question. Uh, um, oh, that is a great question. Mm, I think it was it was supposed to be Idols, but I was going with a friend and they like had to drop last minute. I was too afraid to go to an Idols concert by myself. So uh, what was the one before that? Mm? Oh, it was Lizzie McAlpine. And then I got COVID right after. <laughs> but it was worth <laughs> Lizzie McAlpine. Just like phenomenal singer songwriter artist her like songs crush me uh as a human and uh i love it uh and everyone was singing along it was crazy like she didn't even need to sing the whole concert it's just everyone was just singing at her it was really cool yeah awesome awesome what is your favorite snack oh my gosh mm, as a snack lover it's a tough one my go-to's would probably would be popcorn. I'm a popcorn gal. <laughs> and just like the most like kindergarten level charcuterie board. Uh, just like cheese and apples and stuff like that. I think you got the Ritz crackers and the pickles. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. The whole thing. So, yeah, I'd say popcorn or like low level charcuterie. <laughs> I had low-level charcuterie just the other day, so I must agree. Nice. Nice. Sometimes that's just my lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Easy. Go-to board game. Oh, you know what? I haven't played a lot of board games. Um, Let's see. At at a family get-together, it's like never Monopoly or like Scrabble or anything. Um, it's usually some sort of card game or like taboo or something. Um, oh, one that I really, really like. Have you ever played Dutch Blitz? I don't even know if I've heard of it. Man, that is, if you like high intensity speed games where you'll probably like yell at your family members, this is a good one. It's like, you just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a bunch of like cards and you like have to count up to 10 and there's different colors and like images that you have to like put into the middle i'm really describing this terribly but it's very fast paced and um fun with a group of people so dutch blitz check it out 
um, I guess it's a part of my background in small town Ontario from a Dutch family. All right. I will have to uh, try and find this on the shelves. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Night owl or morning person? I think I am a morning person, question mark. I feel like right now my schedule is kind of forced me into that because I like work the day job and all that stuff. Um, I can do anything. <laughs> I, I've never been able to answer this question, to be honest. I'm like, sometimes I'm a morning person. Sometimes I'm a night owl. Usually I'm like pretty high energy all day, except for like three o'clock. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Awesome. And who inspires you? Um, a lot of people, um, people in my life, there's a couple, like my mother inspires me. She's very, I think she's one of the people who really motivate me and give me my drive. Like I grew up watching her. She's a teacher. Uh, I would watch her like get up super early in the morning, make our lunches, then go teach, come back, like take care of house stuff and then keep working, marking papers and like, just like. Maybe I'm a workaholic because I watch pop. <laughs> I was like, that's normal. People work all day. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, definitely. And she's always very encouraging. Um, so definitely my mom, which is cheesy, but, I, you know, it's true. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a lot of artists that I look up to, um, like people that I grew up with and sing along to and like just like who are still you know, like Taylor Swift and Shania Twain. And yeah, I'd say, yeah, yeah, just the powerful women in my life inspire me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. And what are your goals for 2023? I think for 2023, I am so excited to get this record out. It's been a long time that I've been kind of sitting on it. I want to get it out in the world. I'm very excited to do that. Um, I want to play a lot of shows. Um, like last year, this time I was just kind of starting playing live shows, doing like, like pubs and like, you know, playing till one in the morning to like three old guys, you know? So like, I want to kind of expand that kind of live performance, hit up some festivals, maybe travel, um, and don't tell my boss, but I really hope that this is the year I can quit my day job and, and start really pursuing full-time music. Cause you know, I'm going to burn out for sure <laughs> right now. It's I'm okay. But, uh, I, I need, I, I don't think I can keep focusing on the two paths at the same time. I need to phew, take off. So 2023 goals, they're big ones. It's going to happen. Right. <laughs> All right. Best of luck. Best of luck with Thank quitting you. that day job. Of course, I've got uh, one Fingers last crossed. question for you before we get there. What is the best place for people to uh, go ahead and connect with Rachel Hickey? For sure. Um, definitely Instagram is where I am most updating. Um, you can go to my website, uh, www.racheljhickey.com to find everything there. Um, I have like a Patreon and like everything listed on there. So you'll find it if you go to my website. Um, but I'd say Instagram is where you'll find most information, most updated. Um, and TikTok, if you want to really get to know me. And if you really, really want to get to know me, you can find my Pinterest, but I don't think you'll find my Pinterest. <laughs> Currently, it's just covered in crocheting patterns. <laughs> uh, but yes, Instagram, website, TikTok find me there. 
somebody who's really, really dedicated, get out there on Pinterest. Yeah, try to find me. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question for you, Rachel. How has the uh, crafting, the formation, and the releasing of this single high helped you to grow as a person? Oh, man. I think like just like putting it out in the world and like actually spending time with this song has like, and actually just diving into the meaning of it. Like I have new revelations of like self growth. I feel like every time I like talk to somebody about it or like, um, yeah, even just like thinking about putting it out in the world and like telling the story of it. I was like, Oh, like, I think this is actually about duality. And I think this is actually about this. And like, just like, everything has meaning and I'm just diving way too deep into it. But I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just kind of diving into the meaning more and it keeps just, since it's so kind of vague and like full of like kind of imagery, you can really take a spin on it in any way. So I think it'll have a life of its own and a growth of its own for years to come. Um, I hope actually, but, uh, I think, I think even in my, like a further adult life, I think I'll find different meaning in it. So I'm excited for that. It continues to evolve. Indeed. All right. Perfect. Well, I thank you so very much for joining us here today to take us behind uh, the story of your latest single, Hi. You can go ahead and find it right now on your favorite music streaming service. Go ahead and connect with Rachel Hickey. And Rachel, I thank you so very much for joining us today on In Rhythm. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out today's interview here on In Rhythm with me, your host, Colton G. You can find links to support today's guest in the description to this episode. You can also find some links to go ahead and follow In Rhythm as well as myself on your favorite social media platforms. I hope to hear from you. Please, please go ahead and subscribe to In Rhythm. That would make me oh so happy. And what else would make me happy is if you have yourself a beautiful day. I hope that you enjoyed what you heard here. And until next time, my friends, stay beautiful. Yeah. <laughs>